Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti, host of the Music You're Missing podcast, and I'm here with a very special episode of Music You're Missing. I join forces with In Between Days Music Festival to deliver live episodes of Music You're Missing directly from the fest. If this is your first time listening to Music You're Missing, well, welcome. We're an artist interview style podcast showcasing artists of all sizes. We also feature interviews with music industry experts where we get advice for independent artists and those looking for a career in the music industry. If you like what you hear, it'd be great if you could rate the podcast five stars wherever you're listening. I know it's corny to ask, but the more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes chart or get playlisted, which means more exposure for the amazing guests we featured. Now to this episode's guest. Illiterate Light is a Virginia-based duo who know how to put on a great show. These DIY artists were once organic farmers together, and now they've been touring the world for nearly 10 years. Earlier this year, they released their latest album, Sunburned, which was named one of the best albums of 2023 by Spin.com. While on tour, Illiterate Light isn't just spreading their name and their tunes, but they're also pioneers in concert sustainability. The duo created a unique bicycle-powered stage, which they were able to showcase at Newport Folk Festival. I spoke with Illiterate Light from their green room at In Between Days Festival, where I learned more about the innovative idea, as well as their travels and their upcoming project, Aloe. So without further ado, I'm so happy to bring you Illiterate Light on Music You're Missing. We're joined with Illiterate Light here backstage. I feel so cool in your green room at In Between Days Festival. How's it going, guys? I'm feeling pretty cool myself. This is Jake here. My name's Jeff, guitar and uh, vocals of Illiterate Light. It's our first time in the green room. Uh, so we're happy to have you. I, we were shown the green room earlier, but we didn't come in. So it's now we're breaking it in. We're actually using it. I love it. Because, yeah, you guys had already hit the stage. I kind of talked to you a little bit before, but this you don't necessarily know what you're getting into when it's only the second year of a festival. How was it? How, was, how do you think your set went? It was, it was a great, great festival, great set. Um, one of the crazy things about being abandoned at a festival is with all the production, still you only have like, a few minutes to set your stuff up and get it ready and so you never quite know what it's going to sound like you just throw your gear on stage you hope that your voices are going to come through the monitors and whoever's running sound does a good job and um we kind of like a little bit of the chaos of that we kind of some of our energy on stage is we feed off when things aren't perfect and so there was a cool moment today where uh jeff's vocal mic cut off in the middle of a song when and when i say cool i mean it's not a very cool moment but uh but yeah we we like i then had to like stop drumming and take my mic over to him and i don't know just it for me created this like chaotic energy for the rest of the set that i kind of feed off of so i felt i felt good about it we have a very much uh you know yes and sort of approach on stage which is that anything that happens on stage is supposed to happen. We just embrace it. You know, it's, it, it really changes things. Because sometimes you have a problem that arises and you sit there and think, that shouldn't have happened, you know. And if that's your uh, response, then uh, you're going to be fighting. Uh, so when things go sour for us, we say, that should have happened. And now <laughs> now what are we going to do? So the mic died. And then, you know, like I broke a, you know, I broke a fingernail. Uh, which isn't a real big deal, uh, but it actually is. Really changed the way I played the show, and uh, a few other little things like that. So, you know, we welcome all the craziness. Um, the festival staff here is freaking great. I mean, I, I really, 
I think this festival, you know, has a lot of awesome potential. It's their second year, and we're going to be spreading the word to artists, to um, you know, agents, labels. Like, hey, this is a great place to be. Sure. So it's one of those things. It takes time to build something, but I could imagine five years from now, this place is just like going nuts. You yeah. know, it's a really cool layout. Uh, we're not too far from downtown Boston. Um, just great people, great food. We're we're really happy with tonight. Yeah, I spoke with the founder of the festival for the podcast, and he told me that it's going to be three three days next year. So it's already. I'm glad to hear grand. that. That's the bomb. Yeah, we'll, bring bring Friday on. We'll get you back out. Um, you mentioned Boston. I want to talk to you guys because you're playing like some of my favorite cities from like a music industry perspective. They're they're ones that people aren't necessarily focused on, but I think that it fits your the vibe of your music so well. I saw that you played Amherst last night. How was that? Did we did a great show. Yeah, yeah. we've we've actually. Um, We've played a lot in Western Massachusetts. Um, Love we, Western Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, it's the bomb. And, um, you know, a big part of that for us early on was hooking up with a band called Carine, um, C-A-R-I-N-A-E, awesome band out of Western Mass, kind of in this rock, psychedelic world. Um, and uh, we both have a lot of roots in sort of DIY, touring, house shows, yeah. um, very much figuring it out on your own. So, yeah, we've come through Northampton probably twice now, you know. Um, Amherst has been on our on our bucket list for a while, um, so we were able to finally put that show together. It was great, you know. It's a good turnout. Um, obviously, they have a cool musical history there as well. Yeah. Bands like Dinosaur Jr. are coming out of, or, you know, are out of that area and still live in that area, which we resonate deeply with. Um, we live in central Virginia, um, in more of a avant-garde sort of off the beaten path sort of city. So, you know, They're it's very Northampton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Which is rad. You know, it's like, I, I love that. Um, you know, major cities are super fun in their own right, you know, but like, it's great to get out into a place that's just a little more unique, uh, a little more different. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we tend to love those cities, college towns, the Athens, Georgias, you know, of the world. Um, you know, even uh, like a Lafayette, Louisiana comes to mind, Fayetteville, Arkansas. You know, these are just wow. places that, you know, aren't always getting huge touring acts coming through. But we love going there because the people are so cool and you can bike everywhere. And, you know, you have a conversation with somebody and they're a little more down to earth. Yeah, and it's like reciprocated, and someone's not mean to you. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah. We we're, people are very mean to us in certain cities, so it's nice to find nice people. I'm an alum of Amherst myself, so. Oh, okay. Did you go to UMass? Area. I did. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The Drake actually was used to be called the High Horse. It was my favorite bar. Yeah, we'd heard about to that. Go to Drake. So. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's it's great. You know, it's like it's one of the best parts about touring the country. It's just going out and just finding cool places in the u.s you know and finding uh so many people had been like oh it's great you're playing the drake you know back in the day it used to be this and that you know what yeah. like it's got a cool history um but yeah we're, we're we're thankful to be here boston's been an amazing city for us um i won't riff too long on this but you know we we started touring in 2015 and immediately uh we came up we booked a house show for halloween in a suburb, I want to say it was called Jamaica Plains, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and had a wild time there. Um, and then we started playing in Cambridge. Um, there's a, a little, uh, a little sort of DIY art space there that the name is slipping my mind right now. 
but um, we had we'd spent probably two years touring this area, and then all of a sudden we started getting some support slots, and so we opened up for Raylan Baxter at uh, the Sinclair um, in in January of 2019. We played at Sonia next to the Middle East, opening for a band. Um, we came up with Rainbow Kitten Surprise and did um, the House of Blues right next to Fenway. Damn, you've hit uh, all the bosses. Yeah, we did a Gannis Hockey Arena, um, the, the BU Hockey Arena uh, with the Head and the Heart in October of 2019. Um, and then we capped it off and we came back and we headlined in Austin, Massachusetts uh, at the Great Scott um, in, in February 2020. And we filmed the whole show. It was fucking awesome. And, um, you know, it, it was killer, sold-out show. First time really doing our own proper headline um, in the area, and it was great. And so we've wanted to come back here for three years. Obviously, there was a global pandemic that, yeah. you know, <laughs> didn't allow for that. So it's been killer to come back. We're stoked to be here. This place is great. I heard you say on stage you're, you are coming back. Right? We're coming back in February of 2024. We're going to be at the Sinclair headlining. Sweet. And uh, I, I think it's Saturday night, February 24th. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're super stoked. We're going to have a ton of new music out by then, too. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. While we're on the topic of, like, towns, <laughs> Newport Folk Festival, so sick that you played that. But not only did you play, you did something really cool there. And you had your own bike-powered stage. Yeah, so it's Newport Folk Fest on its own. You're right. It's just a – it's a – it's a festival like none, none other that yeah. uh, that I've ever experienced. Just a really cool community. They the artists uh, do a lot of you know jumping up on each other's sets and collaborating, and there's they really curate that. And so we got to play it in 2019 uh, on one of the main stages. It was probably the most memorable set of our lives. Um, I think we played the opening set at like 10:30 a.m. on a Saturday. And typically in a festival, you know, that's a pretty sleepy set. Nobody yeah. really shows up. But people slammed the tent. Nobody knew who we were. They just knew that if we were playing the festival, they wanted we to hear good. it. And <laughs> we fed off of it, and it was it was amazing. But since that experience, we've really wanted to, like, become a part of that festival and, and, and engage with the, the culture of it. And, yeah, so we have this, uh, this concept that we had been working on for, I don't know, since probably 2012, um, where with some friends in our small town in Harrisonburg, Virginia, we built a bicycle generator. So you put a bicycle on a stand and you, you pedal and it powers a little inverter and then you can power a sound system off of that. And wow. we did it just very DIY, just like probably like dangerously hooking up electronics. We didn't know <laughs> anything about, but it worked. Um, and then that has just stuck with us for years. We would, we would have, friends in the audience come pedal and and power and like a one speaker little acoustic show um and so when we started playing newport we were like well we really want to bring this bike generator thing back and we had found a company that was making the generators professionally and so we bought some of those and we kind of pitched to to the festival hey could we could we do a little pop-up set just two bikes and we'll you know we'll jeff and i'll play for 15 minutes and they were like hey that sounds cool how about how about you run a stage for three days and we'll give you 15 artists and you, you know, how many bikes can you get? <laughs> so all of a sudden we like really jumped into high production mode. We, we got six bikes, we got some solar panels and it, it, it's this beautiful experience that um, you're, uh, as, as an artist, we're inviting the crowd into the show. They're, they're powering it, but also there's this real connection where 
we, we ask ourselves a lot, um, what's touring going to be like in 15 years, 20 years, um, 50 years? Like, we want to be doing this for a long time. Yeah. And there's some big questions that we don't know the answers to, but this this little stage that we've worked on is just a really joyful expression of trying to do something different. Um, and it's certainly not going to... Everything's not going to be bike-powered. We know that <laughs> for sure. But it, the, the interactions we've had with fans that have done it have been super positive, and it's just a, a really cool space. What an honor to like be given that. Were you even expecting them to say yes to your 15-minute set? We had hoped. So because yeah. we knew they were so into these like little pop-ups and that sort of thing, we were like, okay, they might go for this. But that was the festival we had in mind. When we were like, all right, yeah. we're anywhere in the country, where can we take this? It was like Newport, we'll get into it. And they, so they backed sense. it all the way. So And it's cool that you're not only like do you get to do that, but you're exposing this idea to the influential people at Newport Folk Festival and then also the crowd. So like now it's a thing that can maybe pop up in other places as well and you guys yeah we hope so <laughs> yeah yeah i mean a, a, a big part is like really diving into that sort of ethos and mission that jake mentioned which is like i i really do think it's an important question for us to ask you know like hey let's think about 2060 you know like let's actually think about that in the music industry um because you know we cruise around and suck down our fossil fuels and that's probably not the world we're going to live in 30 years from now yeah. what can we do to start planting some seeds you know let's grow a new forest and let's start thinking differently and changing our habits and so it's just a little miniature way we can do that and there's no company there's no you know political organization that's going to come in and figure all of this out for us it's just not going to be that way we all have to figure it out together we really do and um and i think that that's actually where music comes in, you know, because music brings people together. Yeah. And so we get to go, all right, cool. We have an environmental crisis. Like everybody knows that we wake up every day and get slammed with that. And so what are we going to do to fix it? You know? And so music is a healing force. And if music can be at the center of that, and if that can be the hub for it, I mean, that's pretty rad. So I think other people are going to be catching on. I think other people are going to be asking these questions as well. Well, good for you guys, because being an artist, a touring artist, is hard in its own right. An independent artist, you're in charge of, like, every single thing. So to take on this endeavor, I mean, obviously truly shows that you care. And to be sustainable, you got to be sustainable, man. Yeah. You're doing Sometimes it. it's too much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I imagine. Sometimes, Sometimes like, it's too much for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but we love it, you know. Yeah. And that's the way it's got to be. But, yeah, it is. It's, it's. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, a lot of people don't realize it's like, it's a lot, man. It's a oh, lot yeah. to just play one show. Then you go play a hundred shows. Then you add in some bikes. Then you add it, you know, it's just like, it's a lot, but, but we really do love it. Well, we mentioned the music. I got to congratulate you guys. Your album sunburn named one of the top albums of 2023 by spin.com. Kind of bring it back to the independent artist thing. Like how does it feel to get industry validation like do we is that what you look for or are you like this is cool but it's not it we don't um i guess the short answer is we don't look for that but it does feel really good Mm -hmm. you know i'm just gonna be frank it's like it's just like you said a lot of people are like oh it doesn't mean anything i'm like fuck that i know yeah i I think it makes me feel like what i'm doing is worse exactly it's it's a really it's great you know like if if the album had never had any sort of press around it or anything like that, it wouldn't impact the way we act as a band. We yeah. would keep rolling forward, and that's you know that's going to be the move no matter what. But 
when somebody recognizes what you do, you know, that's that's a special thing. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, we we funded the album ourselves. Um, we co-produced it with a very close friend of ours. We were very particular about sonically um, the way we wanted things to sound, the distortions, the reverbs, the drum sounds. Um, we took our time writing the album. You know, it's it's not an album. It's not a bubblegum um sort of album it's it's a little bit darker and a little bit more you know heavier um and so you know to 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 know that at least some folks out there are really resonating with it that feels really good um i know that jake and i are just going to keep doing our thing no matter what you know but it's it's great when people go hey man that really yeah whether it's fans or somebody on the internet or you know whatever but we've had a lot of really We've had a lot of great fan interactions, too, where people have come up and said, man, these lyrics really are really hitting me hard. Like, I'm so glad to hear songwriters that are writing about, you know, uh, whatever you guys are writing about, which is like, you know, it's kind of indie rock. But it's also like, yeah, we just want to talk about like, I think it's a little bit of a jarring experience to be a human being in 2023 (laughs) there's a lot of mental health issues going on there's crazy emotions social media kind of runs our lives um there's you know if you're a millennial or gen z like you're growing up in a very different world um than than the baby boomers and uh i think we're trying to tap into that and um to have people actually dig that it's a nice feeling i appreciate it yeah. Fuck LA is, is the song for me. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of exactly what you said is how I feel about that particular track. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I feel you. Like, the, I'm, I'm 26, which I always thought was young until TikTok came out. And I'm like, oh, you're, fuck. You're actually a 95 year old yeah, now. Yeah. yeah which like is interesting. <laughs> uh, and then I'll like go to this. And then sometimes I'll talk to people that like blow up on TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, we come from two different yeah. worlds. Um, but yeah. I, we all can relate at the end of the day. Exactly. It's tough to just exist. Exactly. Yeah. You got to figure it out. You know, it's like there's, there's different forces at play in this day and age. And, uh, so we don't want to stray away from that. I mean, we also like bubblegum stuff, you know, we like stuff that's lighter, um, and just, you know, whatever. But, uh, a lot of the music we've been writing recently has been more heavy, more dark, a little bit more politically engaged. And then also just like introspective, you know, just like, kind of you know just kind of diving deep into the emotional landscape that jake and i are you know living in are you working on something in particular or just kind of creating yeah yeah we in fact um yeah i don't know when people are going to be listening to this but next week uh week from well actually five days from now we have a new song coming out called don't settle down and then that's it's part of an ep called aloe um which is the um the response to sunburned um and uh took me a minute thank you yeah i think a lot of people will take it'll take more than a minute uh uh, but yeah um we've got four songs on that ep and then we have a whole another ep in the can that's ready to go and then we're working on our next record right now and we we record a lot of that music ourselves in virginia and then we also work with other producers and people that we, you know, really dig. And so we're working with uh, a dude named Joe Ciccarelli for some of the new stuff. He's uh, a great producer that's worked with The White Stripes, The Raconteurs, Spoon, The Killers, My Morning Jacket, uh, U2, Elton John. Um, So he's been around the block, and we're excited to be working with him. 
Heck yeah. Well, it's clear you guys are keeping busy. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to tune in um, <laughs> and hopefully catch you in February when you're in Boston again. That'd be so sick. Sounds great. Before I let you go, enjoy the rest of the festival. I just like to wrap up every interview with this question. Like, what are some goals you have independent of music, independent of career, um, of your career rather, in like the next year or so? I've been uh, I've been wanting to hold my breath for more than five minutes. What are you at now? Uh, like I can do about three three thirty. Damn, yeah, I'm that's working working my impressive. way up. Little little uh, Wim Hof uh, deep breathing exercises, and then you you hold your breath, and it's it's very doable. Really? Yeah. Okay. So how like realistically, how long do you think it will take you to get the five minute mark? I'm thinking five minutes. No, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I was just, that I was just was good. I, I, I think it's a, uh, if I really, right if I really put my mind to it, <laughs> I think we could go, we could go for five minutes of silence on, on, you know, on air. That'd be great. People love that. Uh, yeah, well, maybe I'll put out a YouTube video and, and it can be like, is he serious? <laughs> like, drummer passes out, you know, some really cool, passes like, away. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even passes drummer out. Dies. <laughs> drummer dies trying to have a goal. Uh, so that's my uh, that's my personal. Okay, goal. that's a really good one. Um, nice, that's good. Um, let's see, that, that's a great question. Um, I have a few. I, yeah, I mean, both Jake and I feel like have pretty rich lives outside of music. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's funny, man, because it's like it's kind of dorky. But um, I've been doing um, I've been doing a. So my brother and I have really connected over a particular workout program involving kettlebells. Um, and yeah, it's, it's become a thing for he and I. And, uh, so I, I've kind of reached my, like what I can do, um, physically with, with this kettlebell workout we do, but I have my next kind of like stage, my next step up. Um, I think it's going to take me about five years to get there. Um, and uh, that's kind of like my a big goal of mine right now. Like, I, not to be a, a meathead in any way, but I want to be flexible and strong. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that that's a big part of it is just being really flexible, like actually like being able to move my body in ways that feel really comfortable. Um, and then also being able to lift things, you know. I want to be able to, like, lift for the band. I want to be able to carry shit around for my wife, you know, like, it's just like, it's kind of silly, but, um, I, I really love like physically engaging activities. Okay. Um, so, uh, and you have to take care of your body, you know, yeah, you really that's do. True. That's the um, only thing that's with you for your yeah, whole life. So. Exactly. So I, I do a, a workout program called simple and sinister and, uh, I've achieved level one, which it sounds like a cult now, but that's okay. No, uh, so, I, I, I'm so into like culty group fitness. Yes. Yeah, me too. Good. I'm glad we connected on that. <laughs> so I've achieved the simple level okay. and sinister is the next one, which is so ridiculous. But, uh, I, I'm hoping like in five to seven years, I will have achieved that. Hell um, yeah. which it's, it's just, a yeah, it's like a, it's a workout thing that you do with like a hundred five pound kettlebell, um, hold it over your head for, you know, all these different, it's, it's a whole thing, but, um, yeah, I'd like to get there. I'm working hard to do it. Well, that honestly, both of those goals were awesome. I'm, I'm, I hope next time I see you, I can, we can I'm going to be, I'm just going to be like, like on steroids. I'm going to be like <laughs> mad. Like you see us in February, you know, how's simple and sinister going? I'm like, it's going great, man. It's going well. 
It's not toxic masculinity at all, bro. Oh, that's awesome. No, honestly, I'm going to start. I'm going to be able to hold my breath in February, uh, and I'll see you at the show right, <laughs> in the audience. I love it. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate your time. You guys thank are you. awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely.